You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It's 24 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Hassan Logat, who is the manager for advocacy and communications at the Benchmarks Foundation. We look at the Critical Raw Materials Act by the European Union and hear from the Benchmarks Foundation um, why they think Africans and other countries with rich mineral deposits should pay more attention to it. The foundation is calling on global leaders to open, uh, to be open and frank in terms of what this act entails and its objectives thereof. According to the European Union, the Critical Raw Materials Act will simply uh, grant them necessary tools to gain access to secure supply of raw materials. Hassan now joining us on the line. Hassan, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Before we look into um, what it is that African leaders should be taking note of, what is it that the European Union is trying to address here with the Critical Raw Materials Act? Yeah, from 2008, they've been planning to create a greater sense of independence from China and the big powers of the world because they assumed that China was usurping all the critical raw materials that that is necessary to build, if you like, the green economy that everyone talks about. Now, clearly, the green economy needs a number of materials. And uh, these, according to the EU themselves, have said that they, 90% of where they will get their sources is not in their own continent, but outside. You know, so clearly what we've been trying to do since January as the benchmarks has been to try and create awareness that this is daylight robbery. It's like the scramble for Africa of 1881 to 1914, but it's done in the daylight, in plain sight, where they pass laws. Currently, they've released for discussion to their parliament how they can secure these minerals that is not in their continent. So they've done two things. They've also created some kind of clubs with Australia, with Canada, uh, EU-Canada agreements, etc., and also involving Namibian countries like that. What we, as you may know, a month or so ago, another uh, uh, depot of oil was discovered around Namibia uh, with an OPEC member, Angola, next to it. Africa has the raw materials. What this will do to all of us is will continue to keep us in the old colonial paradigm, right? If you consider what Mbeki Commission said, $50 billion per annum leaves our continent uh, because of tax evasion and that. And if this raw materials leaves our country and we then have to buy the, 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 the finished products, my question is, where's all this discussion we had 20 years ago about beneficiation and all that? You know, it a, seems like it was just hot air. Yeah, and that was a huge conversation, even with the, with the, some of the SEDEC uh, summits as well as the African Union summits. But then what should happen now, also considering on the other end, African leaders are speaking about FDIs, FDIs, foreign direct investment, and those foreign direct investment, not necessarily speaking about foreign direct investment from other African states, but foreign direct investment from um, mostly the West and also Asian countries. Yeah, I mean, Before I go there, let me tell you, part of the list is cobalt, copper, lithium, graphite, nickel, and bauxite, which is needed to make the aluminium from the the ore. Now, when when a country like Indonesia said, no, nickel and bauxite, we are creating this as strategic minerals for our country. We want to have electrical cars, etc., etc. We will put a stop from this being sold on the open market because... We, a large country in the world, have a lot of poor people. We need to do this. What did the EU do? It went to the World Trade Organization and put a stop to them 
actually considering the raw materials for their own benefit. Now, this is what the European Union has done. And what we're trying to do is create awareness, right, that Africa has its own problems. It has to look in inwards. And all these movements that are beating up a poor African walking in the street are ignoring this level of debate because this robbery is far worse. This is the, the, the thing that's killing African jobs. If we created our own battery from lithium mm. working with Zimbabwe, if we did all our own stuff, we will not be begging. We will not be begging. DRC is a war zone not by accident, but by design so that the looting can continue. So this is the kind of problem that I think we need to deal with. And various of our writers, our authors, Walter Rodney and others have warned that Africa will be kept in a permanent state of underdevelopment if we do not address how we control our raw materials. So we make a simple call, support Indonesia, that countries have the right to determine their own destinies. We've got the Lagos plan of action. We're now trying to talk about a free trade agreement in mm -hmm. Africa. You know, these are, are, are good sounds. And uh, William Ruto gave a brilliant speech, you know, the other day at the African parliament. What we need to do is to put these into practice. Africa has a right to determine its own destiny, and we have to create local industries. But we're also mindful as, as organizations that work with, with mining and that, that these uh, minerals and others cause harm to poor people. So if our own governments take it and lift the level of poor people, because we haven't seen mining mm. produce any wealth for poor communities. So our governments have to show compassion and we will stand with them, but they cannot be weak need in the face of such opposition. Hassan, thank you so much, Shetam. Hassan Logat is the manager of advocacy and communications at the Benchmarks Foundation. It's half past three.